Yes, there's a couple of basketball arenas that are going to be jungles over the next couple of days. We have the live commentary for you of both Sydney Kings, Ken's Taipans and our very own New Zealand Breakers travelling to Tasmania to take on the interestingly named Jack Jumpers. But joining us on the show now is uh, Kane Pittman, he's basketball reporter, podcaster for ESPN out of Australia. Kane, welcome in. Thanks for having me. We're pretty excited this side of the ditch, and I want to talk to you about the breakers, Jack Jumpers, in a moment. Let, let's let's circle up the uh, the Kings and the Taipans. Um, Nine o'clock tonight, New Zealand time. Cairns Import, uh, Tajia McCall. Game time decision. Um, partial shoulder dislocation. I can sympathise with that. It's not comfortable. Um, what does their line lineup look like without him starting? If that happens. Yeah, it will be problematic against the Sydney Kings for defensive purposes, first of all, because he is an elite perimeter defender and they've needed those guys against the Kings through the season in terms of the way they're able to pressure defensively, create turnovers, but also an extra body. This is a physical Cairns team. And because they're already lacking uh, Keanu Pinder as well, they can find themselves in a little bit of trouble if they want to play that physical style, potentially some foul trouble issues there as well. So they they desperately need him uh, against what is, in my opinion, uh, clearly the best team in the league. Yeah, Ken's also Kiwi interests when you talk to a Kiwi station. Um, Sam Wardenberg, he won the Next Gen Award for the best under 25-year-old player in the league. He's come to this league straight out of his college career with Miami. What makes him a special player for the Taipans? Well, he fits this team well because he can shoot the ball uh, very well from the outside. So the interesting thing with him, and first season in the league, so understandably was going to take a little bit of time uh, to acclimatise coming out of college. But when Keanu Pinder went down, Sam Wardenberg has been one of the big improvers for this team. He's got an increased role. He's got more responsibility on the offensive end. And Cairns, as a team, they don't necessarily shoot the three really well, but they've got full license, full green light to shoot it uh, as much as they can. And that absolutely suits him. So we saw he had a big game. Uh, the other day as the Cairns Taipans were able to beat the Wildcats, he finishes well around the rim, and he's really a modern-day five. He can play that that floor-spacing role. I didn't think it suited him early in the season when he was playing alongside Pinder and alongside uh, DJ Hogue, but now that he's got a little bit more responsibility, I think it actually fits the Taipans really well. You mentioned, and I tend to agree, the Sydney Kings are the best team in the league. They rested Derek Walton and Xavier Cooks in the last week of the regular season, but they've also lost four of their last six games. Should they be worried, or is this sort of a, a planned um, surge towards the playoffs for Kings? Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried. I think it was an interesting situation, though, when you are pretty comfortably at the top of the standings. There was a couple of guys there that were battling a few little uh, injuries, Xavier Cooks, namely with some ankle stuff that he's dealt with uh, through the season. And he actually injured that ankle the first time in New Zealand when they played the Breakers earlier in the season. So uh, they were in a difficult spot where maybe winning wasn't the absolute priority over ensuring that these guys were healthy entering the postseason. The interesting thing for them, they are playing tonight, obviously the Cairns Taipans. They haven't played for a week and a half. Is there an opportunity for the Taipans to, to make a quick start in this game and the Kings maybe be a little underprepared? They don't think so. They don't think that's going to be the case. But in a short series, only three games, it does not take much for a team to get another one on the back foot. Adam Ford won Coach of the Year. In fact, he flogged it off Modi Moore. Come on now, be honest. <laughs> Modi, should, Modi should have got it. What are you guys thinking? Um, but it is a battle of the coaches. Uh, Chase Burford, he was also nominated for that. Who's got the 
tactical advantage in the coaching box? Yeah, it will be interesting. So as I went back, and, and the Cairns Taipans actually beat the Sydney Kings two out of three times this year, and the one time that the Kings beat the Taipans was, win a, was with a game-winning three at the puzzle. So the Taipans have had some success. But as I went back and looked at those games, I think the Kings would feel pretty comfortable with how they defended the Taipans. Cairns shot a lot of threes, 118 threes across the three games, and it was very much a, a blueprint for the Sydney Kings. They don't want you shooting at the rim. They want you shooting threes, but not just any threes. Above the break, they don't want you shooting from the corners, and then they're happy to give away um, some mid-range stuff, and that's exactly what they did. The thing that was surprising to me and that the Kings will probably walk away and feel okay about was the fact that the two games that Cairns won, they scored 83 and 94 points. That's usually not going to be enough to get it done with the Sydney Kings. But the problem was the Kings had 54 turnovers across those three games as well. So I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there, but the point is that I think that the Kings would have walked away from those three games and still feel pretty comfortable with the matchup, particularly defensively and particularly with Keanu Pinder not in the lineup for the Taipans, who was a big factor. Xavier Cooks, uh, as long as he's, he's probably not going to be 100% healthy, but if he's on his game, um, I almost feel like it might be too much to say because he's 10% of the players on the court. Um, the fortunes of this match live and die with Cooks. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And particularly, as I mentioned, because they have had some offensive struggles at times through the season. And we set a very high bar uh, for this Sydney team. But he makes everything go. He sets the tempo. He grabs the rebounds. He pushes in transition and he facilitates. You look at the other two MVP finalists, whether it's Mitch Creek, or Bryce Cotton, they're getting you 23, 24 points a night. That's not necessarily the way Xavier Cooks plays, and I think that's why it can be a little more difficult to to just look at the stat sheet and say, well, okay, well, how is this guy an MVP? But he controls everything, and defensively, he's probably the guy that's going to match up on DJ Hogue, who had 32 points on Sunday against the Wildcats. So I would agree. I mean, he's the best player on the best team in the league. Uh, they need him to be healthy and, and have a big night. Uh, let's go to 9 o'clock New Zealand time tomorrow night. The Breakers and the Tasmania Jack Jumpers live here on SCNZ. Um, Tasmania, uh, not a happy hunting ground for the Breakers on Boxing Day. They they got beat by 10 or 11 points there after they bounced back from that COVID outbreak. What have you seen from the Breakers that, that could suggest grand final ticket book tomorrow night? Yeah, defensive dominance, particularly in this matchup over the Jack Jumpers. It's funny you mentioned that game on Boxing Day, but uh, as you pointed to, that was the first game they played in three weeks. So I'm sure if you ask New Zealand and you ask Modi Mayor, he's not scratching that game and throwing that game away. But I am. They hadn't played for weeks. It was it was not it was not a good matchup. And if you look at the other four times these two teams have played. The Breakers have dominated, and the Jack Jumpers have not been able to score. Now you add in the uh, the added loss for the Jack Jumpers of Josh Majet, their import point guard, being out of the lineup, and and I just am trying to find a way how Tasmania are going to score against this team. In those four losses, they've scored sixty five points, sixty two points, sixty eight points on the weekend, and seventy six points. They have not been able to break down this New Zealand defense. So what do they have to do different? They lost by 20 points in game one, which is a shellacking when you're thinking it's a playoff game, so it's the best of the best going up against each other. 20 points. Uh, Scott Roth has got his work cut out to get them up, hasn't he? He has, and it was interesting. And, and look, we, we all I think everyone loves Scott Roth, and in the post-game uh, press conference, he was not uh, giving much away. And he said, look, I think we got some pretty good looks. We're feeling pretty confident, just going to knock down some shots. 
again over those four losses, which is what I keep pointing to, they've shot 23% from three. So they have not shot the ball well. So, look, this is pretty simple stuff. But if they start to knock down some threes, that will help them straight up. But I would almost, and this goes against what Tasmania is all about, and I would bet that they're not going to do it. But if it was me, I think they just need to have more offensive weapons in the starting lineup. I would start Jack McVeigh for Matt Kenyon. I would start Isaac White for Jared Weeks and just try and find a way to score against this Breakers team because uh, it, it, we saw Milton Doyle, who was a first-time, uh, first-team All-NBL player. They had the 18-year-old, Rayan Repair, who did an unbelievable job defensively, and Doyle only got nine shots up. That's not enough. This Jack Jumpers team, the problems for them all start on the offensive end. So... It's an unfair thing, but I always like to get you experts to get your crystal ball out. Grand final time. Um, most people over here think it'll be Kings Breakers. Could you see it being anything other than that? Not really, no. And and look, the, the Taipans could stretch the series against the Kings to three games. Uh, but I, and, and look, I've been wrong before with the Jack Jumpers. I think anyone that's made predictions about the Jack Jumpers has been wrong, so I should be careful saying this. <laughs> but if I had to make a bet, if I had to make a bet, I, I think New Zealand's getting the job done tomorrow night. I think they're winning in two games. They're going through to the grand final. And I think that they will make the Kings. And as much as I've said that I think Sydney is the best team in the league, and I do think that they are, I came across to New Zealand. It was my first ever trip to New Zealand for the Sydney Kings game earlier in the season. I thought it was a, 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 a pretty dominant performance by the Kings, but the Breakers defensively showed some stuff. And I think that that really are the two best teams, and that is the series. If you have no... If you have no team, that's a series you should be going for because I think it could go four or five games. Brilliant. Kane Pittman, really appreciate your time and your insights. And uh, we'll chat when uh, just before game one of Breakers Kings. Beautiful. Look forward <laughs> to it. Thank you.